Welcome to the IMO podcast, honest and open conversation between Curly Fizz. Hey, it's Benita with the IMO podcast. To introduce myself, I am a Kaylee and I will be your podcast host. In this podcast, Rebecca reflects on her experience with social workers whilst a child in care and also now as a professional worker in the industry. Rebecca also talks to me about misconceptions of being in care, her views on whether care experience should be a protected characteristic, and offers advice for children in care and care leavers. Hey, it's Benita from IMO, and I'm here today with Rebecca. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's lovely to be here. Please, can you tell me a bit about yourself? I can, yes. So um, I'll start with the professional stuff, get the boring stuff out of the way, and then I'll talk a little bit about my journey. Um, so I wear quite a few different hats. Um, my background is as a child protection social worker. Um, I'm also an author and journalist. And the recent project I've been working on, which is really exciting, is a book called Free Loaves on Fridays, which collects the stories of 91 children and adults from care. Um, and then outside of all of that, I also work for the British Association of Social Workers and my job there is really to um, stand up for a better and fairer system for everybody. Um, and I really went into the world of social work to begin with, because like many young people, um, to be honest with you, I didn't have the best experiences of social workers growing up, mm-hmm. um, although there was one social worker my very final social worker was different from the rest. And if it wasn't for her, um, really, you know, having my back and believing in me, I don't think I'd be having this conversation with you today. Yeah, wow, amazing. Um, well, because I've also had problems with like my social work or my PA. So it's really important that you have someone like that that's there for you that can like help you as you nav- navigate life you know what I'm saying so yeah um, oh, 100%, 100%. <laughs> and um, you never forget do you I think my experience as a social worker is um, supporting young people you know I was very conscious going about my week that I had maybe 28 or 29 sometimes more young people to support but actually for that young person you are the one social worker you know yeah. if, if that makes yeah. sense so it's huge isn't it yeah it's very huge um what do you think needs to change about the care system? I think the first thing that comes to mind to me is to make sure the care system genuinely cares. And sometimes it it really feels or felt like for me when I was a young person in care as though there was a real absence of care. Yeah. Um, I I had a few experiences. So, you know, I was kicked out of one foster placement via a note on the kitchen table you know just a few days before Christmas which was just horrendous and then I then went into kind of other a few other settings and then I ended up in an unregulated placement which was basically a hostel where you know there was everyone there from teenagers to people who'd just come out of prison and Mm -hmm. you know looking back I'm not saying that my experiences were 100% negative but fundamentally you know as soon as I left care I never heard from the placement ever again and to me that that's not caring and that's not also the experience of so many other people isn't it Mm. and then I think the other thing that really needs to change is to make sure I know you know people bang on about this all the time but the care system has the funding that it genuinely needs Um, I think having worked in the system I have seen just how desperate things are and you know we saw that 
The government has committed less than 8% of what the care review asked for, which is nowhere yeah. near good enough. And yet so many billions of pounds were just blown on, on contracts during lockdown that didn't amount to anything. Um, mm -hmm. And the final thing is to make sure the care system is actually fair, because it's not right that there's a postcode lottery and a young person in one part of the country might have a completely different experience from somewhere. You know, there needs there needs to be a levelling of the playing field. Yeah, I agree. Um, is there anything that you think works well about the care system? Yes, I think firstly the fact that we live in a country that where there is that safety net to a degree um, is really important and um, it, it's, sometimes it's I have to dig a little bit deep to think about what does work well but you know as a social worker I worked with so many just incredible human beings whether they were foster carers or kinship carers who mm. were nothing short of heroes so I think part of the strength of the care system is the yeah. incredible people who are working within it and I think that now compared to in the past there's a lot of you know safeguards and regulations in place to make sure children are seen regularly and so on um, and there's also a lot of creativity in the care system you know there are great professionals out there every day working with children in more dynamic ways than just sitting down at a desk and, and asking how they are so um, yeah ups, ups and downs I'm interested in your take on that as well um, well I agree with you I think it's really important like yeah what you're saying and I just I really agree nice but, to talk about the positive for once isn't it yes yeah, yes yeah it's good to highlight that yeah what advice would you have for someone else living in care I think the first thing to say is don't let yourself be defined by you know your care status um, for many years I didn't really disclosed because there was such a lot of stigma um, mm. but I felt that actually at the same time it's important to recognize your strengths and I know resilience is such a cliche word we say it all the time now but mm. you know you have adaptability creativity resilience probably insight and wisdom that people yeah. far older just will never have because they've not had to fend for themselves so um, take hold of your strengths but also the other thing is and th this is something that um, a respite foster carer said to me once, actually, was this too shall pass. And, you know, sometimes when you're really going through it and, and you feel like life is just so tough and you're struggling to get through the day to day, if your mental health is really struggling, then it can feel like this is it. But just to say that, you know, most of the time what you're going through today um, won't be the same in five, ten years and, and you yeah. will reach a better place. So just those hardships yeah. are temporary. I know it's easy to say that now, isn't it? Yeah, it's like this quote that I, um, you know, thought of. It was called, if you look forward, if you think about the past, you'll trip over your future. So it's really important to, you know, think about the future and nothing will ever be the same. So, so yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's a, such a wise quote as well, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I need to write these down on a post-it somewhere and stick them up to remind <laughs> me. What do you wish you had known? So we've spoken about big philosophical stuff, haven't we, the last kind of five, ten minutes, but I'm going to bring it right down to basics. I think I wish I'd have just known all the basic stuff that my peers knew about, you know, how to... Um, cook or how to pay in a cheque or what's expected on a UCAS application or all, all of those real practical things mm -hmm. 
no one was there to spell it out and to spell out you know all of life's admin stuff so I wish that I'd have really had those skills beforehand. How has stigma affected you? Well it the first thing that comes to mind is I um, I'm now 30 I don't mind sharing that but I didn't start to talk about the fact that I'm care experienced yeah. until my late 20s and yeah. um I think I internalized no shame in that <laughs> yeah thank you but talking of shame actually it's interesting you say that because I was just about to say I think I internalized so mm. much shame and negativity so I remember the first when I went to university the very first day I told my um roommate that I was care experienced and she just kind of looked at me really weirdly and walked off to another group wow. of people and you know that that stayed with me that oh people aren't going to understand me or they're not want to they don't want to get to know me so I just didn't talk about it and even as a social worker you know supporting vulnerable people um I didn't disclose to my colleagues because I was yeah. kind of, you know worried about what people would say so it's, it's had a huge mm -hmm. impact but now I feel like in the last 12 you know 12 months after the care review there's a real um I don't know a kind of willingness for people to yeah. open up and talk about this and we need that culture change really yeah I, I agree with you as well because I was the same like I I was just so shamed like someone told me like oh you're okay well or I didn't even want to talk about it my background I just felt like oh, okay people will judge me but as soon as I started like this job I started to get more confident within myself and be able to be like yeah I am a care leaver <laughs> and what this is me I'm a care leaver so I was really proud to say that and, and I just said to myself um it is what it is like and don't you know don't be down about it but yeah I love um, that. And you know what's so interesting is, to be really real with you, if it was anyone else doing this podcast, someone that wasn't care experienced, I don't think I'd feel as open or willing to go into it. So actually, the fact you are care experienced and you bring all yeah. that life experience is a huge strength, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. What are some common misconceptions and stereotypes about living in care? I think some of them are that care leavers have a lack of ambition or children yeah. in care. Um, oh, there's just so many awful images that are coming to mind. And some of yeah. them are rooted in, you know, media that we see. So if you think mm -hmm. about being in care, what you may have seen, you know, Tracy Beaker, where there's yeah. lots of kind of unkempt, aggressive, challenging yeah. children or something like Annie or Oliver yeah. Twist, which again are just so painfully outdated mm -hmm. aren't they yeah and yeah. um I think there's also stereotypes people think there's a one size all mm -hmm. there's one reason why children come into care when actually as a social worker I've seen that there are many different reasons it can be you know children having fled war-torn countries it could be something like neglect or abuse it could be bereavement um it could be so many different things so um none of our journeys are the same but there's often just an assumption made yeah what impact do you think living in care has on mental health i think the first thing that comes to mind for me here is you can feel really lonely when you're in care um yeah. and that can lead to you know 
a lot of depression I think that you yeah. can miss out on quite a lot so milestones like birthdays or Christmas can be difficult I think we're all human beings and what we crave is love and connection and belonging and when you don't have that or you can feel I felt a lot of the time when I was in care that no matter how welcoming people were towards me I just didn't really feel worthy of the space or I didn't I felt like a bit of an outsider so I think that's one um, it's kind of depression, low mood. Um, and the other thing is anxiety. I think that when you have suffered huge trauma or when you're, you know, you're not in control of your world in care, aren't you? You, you know, mm. you don't have the same say as maybe someone who's growing up with um, their family. So I think that that can lead to real anxiety. And there's such a weight on your shoulders a lot of the time, isn't there as well? You know, you have more responsibilities. Mm -hmm. You have to, you know, fend for yourself a lot of the time. So I think that can really lead to being in a state of anxiety, which I know I've definitely suffered with in the past. And I don't think I'm alone with that either. Um, should care experience people be protected under equalities legislation? I think this is a really important question and my initial answer is yes but so yes we should get that um same protection um yeah. however you know if we look at the equality act 2010 um we see some of those characteristics like age and gender um and so on and actually and disability and just because those characteristics are protected it doesn't mean that disabled people or women yeah. or children are protected and so we need yes we need the legislation because that will mm. raise awareness about the issue and it will also mean councils will have to act so for example if a, uh, a local council is building a new block of flats what they might have to do is reserve some for people with protected characteristics so in that way it would be really important however we also need the funding in place yeah, you know, yeah. um, to make these things a reality we need an education campaign to educate the public about what care experience is we need to inform employers about what they can do to employ more um, care experience people as well so it's a yes and or a yes but I think it would give us a level of recognition that we've not had before so yeah I don't know about you but just to be really honest with you I don't even though I was a social worker I don't think I'd ever box myself in or I'd never actually called myself a care lever or care experienced you know because that was my life so I didn't have that language so yeah. I think it would give people language it would um give people it would acknowledge you know the difficulties and the struggles yeah. that we yeah. face and then it would also open doors so like I said before the example about possibly access to housing or for example if you're an employer and you're wanting to employ people from marginalized backgrounds at the moment you can't tick on a box I'm care experienced mm -hmm. and to be able to disclose that um, and to be able to you know um, act on that way and increase opportunities I think would be absolutely huge so that's just some of the impact and then I suppose the other thing that's coming to mind is um, getting into university or education is really tough if you're care experienced, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I know yeah. for me, I was doing my A-levels when I was living in an unregulated placement and there were people, you know, uh, there was noise till 4am every night. There were people, you know, using drugs and alcohol in the corridors, fights all the time. And I just couldn't do my best. So I don't feel like actually my A-levels reflected my abilities. Mm -hmm. So then by... You know, making care experience of protected characteristics, uh, universities could then think, okay, 
this group of people exists, how can we open more doors to them as well? So they're, they're just some of them. Yeah, it's, yeah, important, it's important for them, for to, them take to take care leavers' needs into account. So, mm. yeah. Uh, Definitely, because we're kind of invisible at the moment without that, aren't we? Especially because yeah. I just assumed, say, if you just go down the street and say, what does care experience people mean? Some people have said to me before, um, oh, does that mean that you're a carer for an older adult or does that mean that you care mm. for a child or a dependent? So I don't think people actually understand what Yeah, they don't understand it. Yeah. Even protected characteristics. A lot of people don't know too much about it. So I think it's important that um, they know because, yeah, I've spoken to a lot of people, they didn't know a lot about it. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I have to admit, I was really ignorant about protected characteristics for a long time. Um, yeah. More recently than I care to admit, probably only the last couple of years, I've really been aware of what it is. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's just such a gap of information, isn't there? But that's all it needs. I think the public, if they knew about this, they would be mm -hmm. willing to help and step up yeah, in a lot of cases. Sure. But they can't do that if they don't know. Yeah. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you for joining me and I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's been lovely to talk to you and um, yeah, solidarity in all the great work that you're doing. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. For more stories, experiences and advice from other care experienced people, visit childrenscommissioner.gov.uk slash IMO. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at IMO underscore latest.